1: Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to episode number 224 of Upener FM. You, my friend, are in the right place if you are an entrepreneur that wants to build a successful, profitable business based around your personal brand, your experience, your personality, the vibe that you carry, and obviously the people that you want to serve and sell to. I am your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and it's a real pleasure to be with you. Today, we've got a great show lined up, a brilliant female entrepreneur, uh, Mariah Because from femtrepreneur.com is in the house. Before we get into that, you know I'm going to remind you. You know it's coming. The Upener Summit is almost upon us. Well, actually, it's a fair distance way off. But tickets are selling for our live event in London this coming November and 11. They're selling very, very quickly. And I want to try and get as many of you listeners of the show to London in November to enjoy a weekend of learning, networking, hugging, handshaking, and a whole lot more. It's going to be an incredible weekend, everybody, if you have not got your ticket yet, I would love for you to go ahead and secure one right now at com. They are going very quickly, and we do have limited space. So once they're gone, they truly are gone. We can't add anything. So again, youpreneursummit.com, November 11 and 12, London, England, baby, my hometown. We've got a few surprises up our sleeves as well. It's going to be a great event, and I hope to see you there. So on to my conversation with Mariah. Who I've never actually met in person before, but she had me on her show not so long ago. Um, And when I was done, I was like, we need to record right now an episode for Upreneur FM. Her story is incredible. She honestly really is one of the most passionate entrepreneurs that I've come across in recent years. And what I loved about her more than anything else, actually, was her story was just so real. It's so relatable because we talk burnout and real bad burnout as well. Um, I burned out in late 2009, as a lot of you know my story, and it took me a while to recover. But now I'm obviously a much better entrepreneur for experiencing that and understanding the signs and the symptoms and avoiding them now going forward. But uh, her burnout makes mine look like a holiday. (laughs) because she she was seriously seriously affected by it. it's a great story the comeback is incredible you're gonna love her just as much as i do here's mariah and myself chatting up a storm on how the heck she beat the hell out of burnout and beyond enjoy so mariah welcome to the show
0: thank you so much for having me chris i'm so excited to be talking to you again
1: Yeah, this is going to be great. I had such a fun time on your show and it was a no-brainer to get you onto the Youpreneur FM podcast. I mean, it's a real honor to introduce you to my mob. I think we're going to have a great conversation Um, and we're going to be talking about something that I have personally experienced before in my life and my career. Um, It's something that comes up quite regularly, actually, in... Conversation with people that I, you know, that I coach, definitely inside of the Upreneur community, um, and more importantly, how to avoid it. But yes, today, everybody, the big elephant in the room is burnout. We're going to be talking about burnout. Now, you suffered probably one of the most severe cases of burnout I've ever heard about in my life. So, what I want to go is let, let's let's rewind a little bit here and let's talk about what you were doing prior to the burnout. In other words what, mm. what got you there? What, what were you up yeah, to? Yeah. What led to it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely had, you know, did really, really got really intense, real bad for a long time. So for anyone listening who you know doesn't know who I am, my name is Mariah. I run a company called femtrepreneur.co, um, where we help people like launch courses and do webinars and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm sort of a serial entrepreneur. So I've had seven other businesses before this one. Um, but what ended up happening uh, for me and my burnout story, which I, I, I didn't think of it as burnout at the time. I just knew I was being hospitalized all the time. <laughs> so to me, it wasn't I it wasn't like I was um, feeling mentally burned out where I didn't want to be working. I was just like my body was physically like, you know, revolting against me and being like, you have to stop. So right, right. Um, leading up to the burnout. So I started it's kind of a cra- crazy uh, story how... Fast Femtripreneur grew as a company because I started Femtripreneur in January of 2015. And we didn't, we launched our first product in May of 2015. And we were immediately doing like $30,000 in monthly recurring revenue. Um, you know, three months later, by August of uh, 2015, we were doing like $100,000 a month in revenue, and it was just growing from there. So my business grew so fast. And I was just a solopreneur at the sa- I'm running multiple companies at the same time. So I have other businesses <laughs> that I'm running on top of this, like, incredibly fast growing business, femtrepreneur. And Uh, by, by the, by August of that year, we're growing so fast that I couldn't keep up. And I was working 20 hour days, like, you know, 18 to 20 hour days, um, every single day for at least two months before I ended up in the hospital the first time. Mm -hmm. But it was Um, you know, it's kind of been going for that entire year. I was just really hustling, hustling, hustling. And what I always, what I figured in my head was like, I don't know what my limit is. You know, I was like, I don't know if there is a limit, like what is the physical, what is like the, what are my physical capabilities? Like how much can I create in one month? Because this is terrible, but in August I had planned out to launch a different product, on my different websites, different, like every single week in August, I was going <laughs> to launch a brand new product, oh. but on these other different businesses. So <laughs> it was like, okay, we're going to launch this product for this business. And then the next week we're going to launch this new product for this business. And I was just like, th- you know, we're going to do it all, whatever. Like I can just stay up all night. It doesn't matter. Um, and I did that. And then at some point, um, you know, at the end of, I think it was like early September, I, after this, like just insanity time, um, I started having this like pain in my side and I ignored it and I ignored it and I ignored it for another week. And, um, you know, I was doing webinars and all this stuff. And then eventually the pain got so bad that my boyfriend was like, I think, I think you have to go to the hospital. Like, I think this is something, you know, really serious. Um, you know, I couldn't really move or anything. And I walked into the <laughs> Yeah, I,
1: I would say that's a good reason to get to the hospital. Yeah. Right? I, <laughs> I, I was like in so I, pain, I can't I move. Yeah, it, yeah.
0: And uh, ignoring it for, for like a week. And and I walked into the hospital and got admitted into the er and the doctor was like you your appendix burst you know potentially days ago oh and my there's, gosh you should be dead he was like i don't understand how you are alive right now like you have an infection from like your chest down to you know where like like Good my gosh. entire body was infected and um just horrifying and he was like i don't know how you're alive um and so I was in the hospital for, like, a week and a half, um, couldn't eat anything, couldn't do anything, just, you know, lying there. <laughs> um, and the other thing is that they can't actually, like, do – they can't actually, like, remove your appendix when it's already burst. So they have to wait for the – infect like, they had to wait for the infection to go away. So when I did go home from the hospital after a week and a half, I was on, you know, antibiotics for a super long time after sure, that. And that sure. can just really – with you um but unfortunately the antibiotics never never actually could make it go away so for the next six months i had chronic appendicitis (laughs) um which is just like you just have you're just you have the infection um, so
1: until okay so i'm curious to know like are you still like and i'm sure that you probably were because i know this was just like the first time but i mean were you were you still working while you were recovering or we 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 really taking time off
0: so the first two weeks after getting home from the hospital I was on a lot of like pain meds and stuff so sure.
1: you so weren't doing I, a whole lot
0: yeah I wasn't doing a whole lot then but you know mistake number one I was like okay let's Let's like get it. Okay, it's time to get back to work. Um, and then I did do. We actually had like our first like big giant like half a million dollar launch um, in the fall of, of 2015. So just a couple, um, you know, a couple of weeks after. I think it was in November. So it was like maybe two months after my that whole thing had happened. I was back back at it. I didn't feel good, but I was like, I'm going to make this happen. Um, I pushed and pushed and pushed. And then by January of 2016, I was like, "I, I had come up with this idea. I really wanted to launch this brand new course. And I could kind of feel myself getting into that like crazy mode that maybe you would recognize, Chris, when you're like, you're just trying to, like just steamroll through the fact that reality is like, no, you can't launch a brand new course in two weeks. And I was like, no, I can do that. That's something, (laughs) I can do that. That's fine. Um, (laughs) And so we started putting all the things in motion and I was like, I'm going to make it happen. And then as the pressure was sort of building on, oh my gosh, I have to create this new course like in two weeks and do this launch and all this stuff, um, I started passing kidney stones, (laughs) which I don't know if that's ever happened to you.
1: No, uh, no uh, it hasn't, thank bloody God, and I hope it never does.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, the doctors told me it's the worst pain a human can experience. Brilliant, um, and brilliant what happened was they were, you know, my doctor was like, okay, you can't, you know, you're back. Um, and this is stress related. And this is because you're eating like garbage. <laughs> you are not taking care of yourself. You are not drinking enough water and it's stress. You know, you're, you're inducing these kidney stones because they're so stressed out and it was so awful and so painful. Um, and I was like, gosh, I should, I should really stop. Um, but then a month later, I was like, back at it. And I was like, it's okay. Aye I,
1: aye aye. It
0: <laughs> I just, it really took me this long to understand. Um, and then like like I said, I just keep, kept having these different uh, pains and things and um, went back to the hospital and they thought that maybe I was, maybe, maybe all the stress I was putting myself under was Creating a onset of Crohn's disease, which I don't you know, I don't know if you Oh no are familiar I've heard, I've heard of it. That. Yeah, yeah. It can just, it can basically like, you know, affect your entire life and yeah. is some something that would would be a struggle every single day. And they were like, I think that you're creating an onset of Crohn's disease which is going to, you know, potentially really impact your entire life. Um, if you don't flow down. So, uh, so I, I, unfortunately I had a colonoscopy and they determined that I did not have Crohn's disease, which was great. And the doctor was like, you're way too young to be, to be here. Um, and, and after that, um, I was finally in March of twenty sixteen. So, you know, six months after having this chronic appendicitis and being on antibiotics that weren't weren't helping and it was just you know, it was just not not going away. I finally had the surgery. Um, had a couple of you know, about a month of recovery from the surgery. When you get surgery on your stomach, it's weird. It's like you can't sit up, you yeah, can't walk yeah, down. Yeah. Like yeah. You know. Moved by herself. So, um, you know, recovered from that for another month. And that was the time, you know, in the recovery from the surgery was the time that I had a lot of conversations with my surgeon who had been my doctor throughout this entire process. And he was just like, you have to like, you have to make a change. He was like, you, you know, I know, you know, I kept telling him, Oh, I can't have surgery. I have a launch. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't take <laughs> two weeks off. And I told him, I would rather, I was like, I'll just live with this appendicitis forever. And he was like, do you understand how crazy you are? Like, wow. I was like, oh, there,
1: this, this, by the way, way, can I just <laughs> say this, this, this is mental. All right. This makes my burnout. This makes my burnout, which I've really sold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I read oh, this God, makes my burnout awful. feel like, like a walk in the park.
0: Oh I'm my like twenty four. And so he's like, you know, he was like, I don't know. He was basically just, you know, I was like, I was like, well, you know, if I don't, um, if I, I can't find a two week period where I can really take a break from work so I don't think I can get the surgery. So I think I'll just keep having this chronic, you know, infection. And I think I'll just be able to learn to live with it. And he was like, no, you won't. (laughs) Um, and so I had the surgery and that was really when I was like, he was like, you have to slow down I'm you, like, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. You have to change because like, I don't want, he was just like, I don't want to see you coming into the ER every other month. You know, like it sucks. Like, right. don't do this to yourself. You're going to die. Like you're literally going to die if you don't stop. So, um, that was when I decided to, you know, at this point I had two virtual assistants. So two people working with me. Um, but I really decided I needed to like, Hire more people and I needed to get more help and I needed to just ultimately it wasn't even a thing of like oh I need to hand off more of this work. It's that I needed to make the really hard choice to be like I'm not going to do all the things that I want to do in my business. Right. Because I think like we've talked about, Chris, like you have this pile of projects that you want to be doing and you want to be doing them all now. Yeah. And that was what I did. I was just like, why can't I launch four courses in one month? Like, why can't I do every single thing I ever want to do right now, every single day, all day? And I had to make this like, you know, it feels like you're like cutting off an arm or something because you're like, no, I want to create that thing. But I just had to I made a rule that in 2016, we made no new products. So instead of launching new stuff, we had, I was like, okay, the rest of the year, no new things. We're not creating any more products. We're not creating anything new. We're just going to use the same launches we had before. And to be honest, 2016 for me was a slow it was a, I mean, it was an explosive growth year revenue, which is a great lesson because I you just
1: reused, right. You just reused what you already had. Right.
0: Yeah. Relaunched everything. We used the same launch emails, the same launch stuff that we already had. Um, you know, it felt like a quote unquote slow year for me personally, creatively, I wasn't creating so many new things, um, at the level that I usually do like create new products or create writing or create blog posts or whatever I just wasn't doing that it wasn't creating anything new we were just re relaunching what we already had but the great lesson was that when I did say no to that and when I did step back um you know our revenue like quadrupled and uh, you know profits went up and everything everything good happened when I made the choice um to say I'm not going to live this life anymore and I really need to take care of myself. And it was really after I recovered from my surgery in March of 2016 that I started exercising every day and I started eating really healthy. Um and I just realized that like no one is going to make that change for me. I really had to do it myself and unfortunately it took me that long to figure it out.
1: Mm, mm. I mean, I I remember that when when I hit my burnout, I remember thinking to myself, well, okay, I'm just tired. You know what I mean? Like I, I was also doing the same thing, ridiculously long hours, horrible diet, yeah. drinking too much coffee, bop, 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 bop. And I remember saying to myself, I'm just really tired. I just need to take some time off. But it was so much more than that. I mean I I had clinically got to the point where I was – you know, acutely exhausted, uh, mm-hmm. I was on antidepressants, I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep properly, you know, all these sort of different things that I mean, I did not have my appendix burst, thank gosh, um, I was not <laughs> passing kidney stones, thank gosh, again. But I mean, I at the time, I thought, Oh, I just need a recovery period. It wasn't like that. at all. It was very clear that everything I'd been doing, thus far had got me to that point, and things had to change. Uh, And obviously, we put the changes in place. It's led me to, you know, build my business in a much freer way and and with a lot more success attached to it because I'm not there every single hour of every waking day. And I think that's the, the big takeaway. You don't need to be there. I love, by the way, I love 2016 of your idea of launching and relaunching with the exact same material. Oh, everybody listening, will you please take a a page out of that book right there because, you know, you don't need to come up with a brand new landing page every time you launch something, a brand new stream of emails, a brand new this and the other. Just do what works and do it, you know, maybe slightly better next time. You know, take care of the stuff that didn't work, take that out. But everything else that did, leave it in there. I love that. I love that. I really do. So let me ask you this. Yeah, let me ask you this then. So what, what are you doing now then, now that you've recovered? Um, and this mm-hmm. was what, a year or so ago you, you, you recovered from yep. burnout? Okay.
0: Exactly a year ago.
1: Okay, good. So what are you doing now then? And be honest with Uncle Chris here. What are you doing now <laughs> that you know, to make sure that you do not slip back into that pre-burnout mode and have another episode?
0: Yeah, it's hard. I think one of the things is that you realize that you can never go back there. I physically um, like I I don't know if it's just like like that, like base level of exhaustion slash the anxiety of remembering how much pain I was in. Right. So like the being able to remember how painful it was and how it felt and also just realizing that by pushing myself too hard, I lost you know, not that I wasn't working, but I lost six months of like being myself. Like I wasn't myself at all. I was on different drugs and antibiotics and pain meds and I just wasn't myself. So it's like kind of hard to, it's like, you can't get get that back. So I now know that if I work at a slower pace or if I just work normal hours and I don't do as much, like I try to get like four, like four good hours of, Creativity or productivity in per day. I know that if I can do that every day, you know, four or five days a week, every week of the year, I'm going to be more ahead than if I push, 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 and then have to take three months off because I am super burnout. So to me, it's like I remember how bad it was. I have to keep reminding myself about that. Um, And physically, I feel like I was twenty, you know, twenty four then. twenty six now and I just feel old, so <laughs> for anyone who's <laughs> on that path is like it it definitely feels like it it just you know ages you in a way that you're just like, oh my god, like I think you know there's that same thing where you see these entrepreneurs and they're young, but they've had such a stressful you know five or ten years that they're they look a lot older than they are sure, um, yeah. and I just feel like I'm physically um just not capable of even getting to that point anymore because I get right. tired yeah. <laughs> um, well, I and, think... I, and I'm better at recognizing it. And I built a team as similar to you, Chris, I spent last year building up my team from me and two contractors mm-hmm. to eight people. So an eight person team plus a bunch of contractors on top of that um, means that I now have like we can be getting 10x more done and I'm only working half the time, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that you know what the biggest takeaway here is that that you've you know you're 26, you feel old. Like that's mex- that's messed up. You know what I mean? Like I, I and I yeah. I also find that and, I'm and trying I,
0: to get back to normal.
1: I feel, now I feel bloody old, right? I'm I'm about to turn 44 in August. I feel old now, hearing you. But but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing is that um, I. I've gotten to the point, and I don't think it's because it's my age. I think it's because because I've cut back so much on the work hours I'm actually putting in. So I work, you know, nine to four, nine to four on an on a on an average day, Monday to Thursday. I don't work Fridays anymore. Um, and I find that if I do end up having to do a few extra hours here and there, maybe it's prep for a launch or, you know, whatever the case may be. I find myself feeling tired on those days and I think yeah. what it is is because I have fundamentally programmed my body to work no more than six or so six or so hours four days a week now um, and it's like it's almost rejecting the additional effort and the additional hours yeah. um, if I end up having to do it which you know it's kind of bad but it's also kind of good at the same time because you know I, I can recognize it much much quicker nowadays.
0: Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel like I, in the last year, I got really used to the the short work days and the, um, taking a lot of rest and not rushing. And if I start to feel like I'm rushed or like I'm stressed, I just shut my computer. Like I just shut my computer and run away. And I don't, I don't do that thing where I push through, right. I don't just push through and keep going no matter what. Um, and I actually, this past launch, um, you know, in March of 2017 that we just did, there were a couple, there were like, a few days where I was working more than my regular hours and I felt it. Like you said, like my body was like, Oh God, like this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Um, I really felt it more so than I ever had in the past. And I think that's true. It's like you condition yourself to, you yeah. Know where your limits are and to be resting by 4 p.m. every day. And if you break that, it can kind of backlash. And I realized how bad it felt.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, the 4 p.m. cutoff for me is actually because of my son, because that's the time he basically ends up walking through the door from school. And so, oh, right. you know, I want to, I, I never want to get it to the point where. He has to come up to my office, which is on the third floor of our house. I don't want him to have to walk all the way up to the top to see Dad when he comes home from school. I want to be there in the living room, ready and waiting to, you know go into wrestle mode or ninja mode or Jedi mode or whatever with him <laughs> before dinner. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of my – I love that. that. Yeah. That, well, I mean as a father, uh, that's what I want to be able to do. And anybody else that's tuning in that's you know, a, a parent in any way, you'll get that maybe a little bit more than you will do if you're single uh, or without children. But I mean like for me, that's kind of my cutoff is that it, it's almost like it's the end of the day and now it's all about the family type thing. And genuinely speaking – unless it's a very rare occurrence where I've got an evening call. Like once once a month I do a, a, a mastermind call with the Youpreneur community where mm. because of the time differences around the world and we have members everywhere on the planet, I have to do it in the evening. So I'll put the little one to bed and then I start the call at 9 p.m. my time and I'll be done by just after 10. But that's once a yeah. month. Other than that one day each month, I'm generally not in the office at all in the evenings anymore, um, and that was not the case back in 2009, and 2010, and 11. Uh, you know, no, I've, I've, it
0: makes such a big difference.
1: It does. It does. But it's indeed. like a
0: choice. It's like the thing is that like no one is making you. Like I had to realize I I was always playing this thing of like, well, I have to do this. Or like, well, someone else is depending on me to create, to, you know, make these webinar slides. Or I need, I have a webinar tomorrow, so I need to work all night. Or I'm launching. Or if I want to hit my goal, it's like, my boyfriend would be like, what are, like, who is forcing you to do these things? No one. Yeah. It's your life. And I think it was so hard for me to realize that like, this is just a choice that you make and it's no one's doing this. Like no one's forcing you to burn out. No one's forcing you to work 18 hour days. Like you feel this compulsion, but it's, you have to make the choice. And it's like, it's all you.
1: It is. It's all you. And you at the very center of your business, um, is the most important thing, regardless of what you're doing and who you're serving, because without you, it, it finishes, it's done. It's, it's over. Right. And so that's you know, the thing is,
0: like, if you're going to be out of commission for three to six months because of this, like, think about how that's going to, yeah, you know, impact your business, not just, oh, I didn't work hard enough for, you know, these three weeks. It's like, well, if you're out of commission, then that really sucks.
1: No, it does. You're absolutely right. So, I mean, in, in terms of some passing words here, then what would you say would be the biggest not tip per se, but the biggest kind of insight that you can pass on? to the youpreneur fm listeners where you know it's in regards to burnout maybe maybe the recovery side of things maybe it's you know just avoiding it in the first place what would be the biggest insight that you could share as as we wrap up
0: i would say that um the thing i was running so this is okay i feel like this whole episode has been a departure from my usual like Here's all the stuff to do. Super positive. Super like. <laughs> no, we this need this. We need
1: this stuff. We this need is it a so bad. Kind
0: of conversation, but um, not to be not to depress you guys who are all like working your ways to your first six figures or for seven figures. Like I now am the you know CEO of a multi million dollar company, and what I realized when I was pushing when I was running so fast that goal that I was running so fast towards, and that goal that I was sacrificing everything for like literally willing to sacrifice my life to be able to hit that that like seven figures in our first year of business i don't know who set that goal for i just said that i was like oh, <laughs> you did it make a <laughs> right i just did i was <laughs> like that goal um it's actually it's not gonna make you happy and i think that that's a hard thing to realize and i'm i don't know chris how you feel about this or if you ever talk about this but it's like that money goal doesn't make me happy, um and that was like the hardest and saddest thing for me to realize was like I right. pushed I worked so hard, I did everything, I made it to the seven figures in you know the first twelve months of selling things in femme entrepreneur and and I just felt like i I arrived at this, this artificial finish line and I felt nothing but emptiness. And so I would just say, and, and now since then I figured out why I do what I do. It's not to reach those milestones. It's to build. I really love building, um, an amazing workplace for women to work. I love to create jobs for other people so that they can work from home and be with their families and contribute to an amazing company. I mean, like I know why I do what I do now. Um, but at that time I was like, I was like, this is what I was, this is what I gave up all, like, this is why I survived and went through all that pain for this. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel how I thought it was going to feel. So Hmm. I would just say that thing that you're like running for so fast in that you're just like, I'll do anything to get there. Just make sure that it's worth it for you or that like. Don't just get caught up in like the number because <laughs> most likely if you hit that artificial like I made six figures in my first year, or, I made seven figures <laughs> in my first year or whatever, you're going to be um, disappointed if that's the only thing that you're that you're working for. I'm with
1: you 100%. I'm with you 100%. And I think that's yeah. so key and I, I think it's a great way to wrap up the episode because I think a lot of people – you know, they, they might be on the verge of burnout. And, guys, you know, if you're tuning in and listening to this and kind of nodding your head as you listen to Mariah and I talk about this subject, um, you, you've got to make changes now. Don't let the burnout come your way. You know, yeah, don't it, wait. No, don't because it will come. <laughs> it will. It's yeah. inevitable. You, but you know, if you feel like you're just around the corner from it, make the changes now. Get more sleep now. Eat more healthier now. Drink less coffee now. Hydrate more now. Don't wait until you're passing kidney stones. Oh, my God. And
0: don't look at what anyone else is doing. Like, don't you know, if you're looking around at other people in your industry or you're like, Oh, so-and-so did X and Oh, that's and the y worst thing and you and
1: can do. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh
0: my gosh. Like that's the, I mean, that could have been a part. I mean, I'm very, I'm extremely self-motivated. So I think part of it was just the only person pushing me was me. But I think if you're looking around and feeling pressure from external or other people's a- achievements, just realize that they probably have their own issues going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> also that you that's not um that's not a good reason to go after something so you really have to figure out like oh what am i you know what am i working towards it's going to be um something that i actually feel good about when i accomplish it
1: absolutely i love it i think this is great what a great conversation i've thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show
0: depressing (laughs)
1: no 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 i I think it's going to be a major wake-up call for a lot of people and i think it's you know again we've you know we we covered it with with my own story many many moons ago on the show, and uh I think it 's important that we um, you know that we bring the subject up quite regularly uh, it 's one of those yeah. hot button topics I have absolutely no doubt in my in my mind at all that this is going to be shared like crazy when it comes out because uh people are just um you know they're 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 focused on the wrong things for the wrong reasons a lot of the time and I think this yeah. is a nice uh, a nice it's going to become a nice wake up call I think for a lot of people yeah so, it's kind of
0: like the dark side of the, <laughs> the successful business you know <laughs> yeah
1: no you're absolutely right it totally is so um, Mariah thank you for coming on and for sharing you know that burnout journey I think it's it's going to be key for a lot of people tuning in I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for giving me a chance to talk about this. And I hope everyone listening catches themselves before they get to where I was. But, um, you know, I know I know you guys will will figure it out for yourself. And even if you don't listen to anyone else's advice, you'll figure it out.
1: It might, it might cost you a little bit, but you will figure it out. You're absolutely right. Yes, um, <laughs>
0: you will learn this lesson.
1: So for you guys, find out a little bit more about Mariah, what she's up to, femtrepreneur.co. I'll link to that and everything else that we brought up and discussed in the show notes over at chrisducker.com forward slash episode 224. And uh, let's have some fun with this one. I want you to, I want you to, 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 to tweet us. Uh, We'll put links and everything in there. What's your Twitter handle, Mariah?
0: It's at Mariah Cause.
1: Okay, okay. So at Mariah Cause, C-O-Z, and um, obviously at Chris Ducker, hashtag Fun. Let's see how, let's see how. I do this every now and then on the show just for fun. Um, I think the last hashtag was willy nilly. Uh, That came up in a conversation. So here we go. Appendix fun for everybody. Let us know what you thought of the the show. I'd love to know. And uh, Mariah, thanks again for coming on. You're awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Chris.
1: All right, show notes, guys, one more time, chrisducker.com forward slash episode 224. I'll be back at you again next week with another episode of the number one podcast in the entire universe, self-proclaimed, but nonetheless, you know it's true. I'll be back at you then.